Joining me now is Dr. Philip M. Randall. Um, Randall, as he's called, has come out from America for the uh, the National Advisors Conference, and and it's his, uh, it's a twenty year retrospective for him because the last time he was here was uh, twenty years ago, which was about when the Sky City was opened, where the conference is. So there's a lot of little ironies in there. Yeah. Um, I'll let Philip introduce himself because he has a pretty pretty big title. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you do and what you're going to talk about? Well, in terms of my everyday activity, I am the managing partner of. Um, the Thorndike Group, which is a human resource call capital consultancy mm -hmm. uh, involved in um, individual and organizational effectiveness. Mm -hmm. uh, however, in addition to that, I think it's important to note that you know, I'm a professor uh, at the uh, Capella University, and um, I think what is relevant uh, for my time here this 20, after 20 years is that I'm the board member of the Learn Long Institute of Education mm -hmm. and Research, mm -hmm. which is very germane to this whole topic around life planning, whole life planning, and the issue of um, uh, the older worker. Mm -hmm. And and so with your you know with the twenty year time period since you were last here, you're going to sort of look at where we were then and where we've got to now, and and, and your observations of, of where we're going. Yes, yeah. uh, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and the sort of what, what, what are your key little stories you've got there about where we're going? Well, in terms of where we're going, we're entering a period which I characterize as a disruptive period. Mm -hmm. And it is all predicated on the aspect of um, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. right? The manifestation and the growth of the humanoid, yeah. uh, right? And particularly in this, the area of um, financial planning. Uh, it is key because today the financial planner actually utilizes uh, artificial intelligence in developing uh, portfolio recommendations. Uh, yeah. Behind the scenes, yeah. uh, that's what's going on. That's a really interesting thing because, you know, firstly, financial services is, is facing a, a huge amount of disruption, and I, I sometimes wonder if people are too scared to embrace what's going on. Mm. But then the other part is, you know, this artificial intelligence. And, and again, they, you know, to a lot of people, they'll sit there and they'll say, oh, what does that mean for me and my business? But to you, it's quite important. Yes. Well, the key aspect of it is that as a uh, prospective client, mm. um, what are they looking for in, when they're engaging a, a consultant of services? Mm -hmm. Three things. Mm -hmm. One is good judgment. Mm -hmm. The second one is skills to do what is needed, mm -hmm. and third is empathy. And, and so at this particular juncture, what is happening in terms of artificial intelligence or ro the robot or the avatar, however you want to talk mm. about it or describe it, is that they can now do, at the beck and call of the human, yeah. exercise good judgment, mm -hmm. and they obviously have good skills. Yep, so right, it's right. Uh, empathy. Yeah. But, but they have not been able, as of yet, to capture the ability to demonstrate empathy. So that's about the advisor having the relationship and the empathy with their clients? That's exactly right. Yeah. That's what the human has. The advisor obviously is a human, is building a relationship uh, predicated on trust. And trust is all a manifestation of a relationship that is critical for success, meaning that. Yeah. Um, so when you were here 20 years ago, my guess 
is that financial advisors and particularly investment advisors were very much focused on the skill and you know the things like being asset allocators and fund selectors <laughs> but now they're realizing that the the value add to the relationship is there is actually their relationship and and the empathy they have with their clients is that how you would have that, seen it? That is clearly the case. Um, 20 years ago, I was advocating a model of whole person planning uh, based on criticality of the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I would say here and now, uh, practically every uh, advisor would have heard this a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, but um, the clarion or the call of action mm -hmm. that I think is important in this particular um, conference is so what are you going to do about it? Uh, and what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, well, the hope yeah. is that they're going to see the necessity mm -hmm. of creating a relationship uh, and doing so through the act of nourishing mm -hmm. the relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, understanding that um, relationships will really be built based on the following. Understanding this aspect that the more you know about me, mm -hmm the more responsible for me you become. Mm -hmm. So as a result, uh, if you understand that psychology, you would then say, well, what I need to do in order to build a relationship is to share with the client mm -hmm. as much about me as possible, and then to learn from the client as much about him or her as possible. So that's quite interesting. So it's about the advisor really opening up who they are to their client and yeah, see, that's probably quite challenging for some of them. Well, indeed, yeah. right, right. If, if for most part you've been very transactional mm. and for the, and, 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 and opaque in your yeah. transaction, mm. then you're not going to be able to build a, a relationship. Mm. And when I talk about relationships, I, I, I try to translate it for everyday people. It's like uh, you're dating, for yeah. example. <laughs> and so if you're dating and you're trying to build a relationship, the relationship that you're trying to get to is one of intimacy. Mm -hmm. That means you need to be able to know the person yeah. well enough to meet their unexpressed needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Because yeah. everybody's going to try to meet the needs yeah, where yeah. they say they have. Mm. Right. But the differentiation in the marketplace will be such there are those who can create a relationship that's intimate enough so that I know what you need before you say it. So do you think many financial planners would be doing that? Well, at this particular time, I don't think that many are doing that. But there are niches. Mm. And um, yeah. the niches have shown where they have been able to grow their business through this mm. investment. Mm -hmm. Investment in an interest in the individual yeah. in terms of what is it that they're trying to achieve. Fundamentally understa fundamental understanding is how does your client spend the most of their time? Mm, mm. Well, work, work yeah. is how most of us spend mm. the major portion of our time. Yeah. So work dictates much of everything. Mm. It gets us up in the morning, brings us home at night, tells us when to eat, and tells us when to sleep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So do, there's, no, there's no quick or easy way to build that relationship and that empathy and that trust, is there? It's a, it's a, it's a long-term project. Well, yes. I would suggest that I would approach it as a quick and easy. I do expect that it would be a long-term engagement mm -hmm. that you're working toward. But it starts out with asking the individual about them, mm -hmm. sharing to the, with the individual about you. Yeah. So it's right. not just doing a risk profile questionnaire and saying, here's what you want. It's actually 
something that, that's much. Right. Yeah. Well, 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 in the business, we call it a structured interview, mm -hmm. meaning that you, you have already predetermined the questions, mm -hmm. and you ask the question and you listen. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And the key to this is the, 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 the nature gave us two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much. That's the idea. <laughs> I, might, I might try that on my children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, right. ah, yeah. But it's interesting. Does it, does it limit how, much, how many clients an advisor can have? Well, well, that, you know, what you have, it used to be a case where I need to make a lot of sales. Yeah. Well, what, what is emerging uh, in your culture here is mm. this idea of fee base, mm. right? So uh, they have time mm. because the interaction, the engagement is based on the fee. Yeah. Right. So they have time to develop that relationship. Mm. And the model that I use in order to even create this discussion is old private banking. Mm -hmm. Well, private banking mm -hmm. was where they actually, you actually had a banker, although it wasn't involved in banking as we know it today, mm -hmm. but it was called the private banker. That person had a relationship with you and for generations mm -hmm. in given families. Mm -hmm. And what did they do? Not only did they manage your money, as it were, yeah. but they also manage the relationship with your physician, manage the relationship yeah. of your children to their education. They were always there um, supporting yeah. you. So are we sort of going full circle? I hope. Yeah, <laughs> back to, back to the, the old way of doing things. That is my appeal. Yeah, oh, look, that's, that's fascinating. It's going to be really interesting um, to listen to you at conference. And look, thank you very much for your time today, um, which you've generously given to us to come down here and, and film this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a pleasure. And it's great to see you back in the country after 20 years. Yes, <laughs> yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. Cool. Right. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. <laughs>